0: we have we a have special, special treat for you. Today. Today. We, we have have the one the only welcome
1: to the state lines Network Hey friends, welcome to episode nineteen of the Boldly going podcast. I, as always, you know who it is your host Jason Sowell. Uh, you know because you listen, so uh, welcome once again to another great episode uh, today 's episode is with a brilliant brilliant uh, inspirational a uh, new friend of mine named Jim Dre Westbrook. Jim Dre Westbrook. I was in uh, Las Vegas this past week and um, spent uh, spent some time doing uh, laundry projects out there with my organization, Current Initiatives, and I uh, got to spend some time with Jim Dre. Jim Dre is uh, somewhat well-known around the Vegas area. Uh, he is known as the worth the weight guy. Worth the weight guy, or the thirty-year-old uh, virgin, is also uh, kind of a moniker that uh, people have put on him, uh, and he is—he's got a fascinating story about uh, uh, being a virgin, waiting till marriage purposely. Uh, why that is a thing for him? Why it's a big deal? And. Uh, maybe you think, "Oh, well yeah, lots of people do that um, it 's true, but he also he also lives in a world uh, that is very uh, very much uh, sex driven or sexualized uh, driven because of uh, the Vegas club scene that he works in and all the various things he does and um, and uh, also he is uh, he 's an extremely good looking guy like it would be really, really easy for him and he gets uh, you know, he could, yeah, There's a lot of there's a lot of people around him trying to uh, trying to kind of push him into that. But he's very committed to no. I'm waiting till I get married, and this is why, and um, what that's done for me, and on and on. And because as a result, uh, he's become really well known. He's been on the Steve Harvey Show. He's been in Essence Magazine. Uh, he's been in a lot of a lot of media uh, for his decision to live life, as he calls it, living life at your own pace. And that's the title of today's episode, Live Life at Your Own Pace. Don't, don't live life based on what other people tell you to do or how they tell you to do. Live life at your own pace. He actually has a clothing store with a, with a couple other guys, a clothing line called uh, Live at Your Own Pace or Layop, L-A-Y-O-P. Live at Your Own Pace, and you can uh, check that out at Layop Clothing. You can hit the social media uh, airways and find Layop Clothing. And then also, uh, if you'd like to follow him, you can follow him at Jim Dre, J I M D R E, at Jim Dre and or at Worth the Weight Guy. Worth the weight guy. At, at Worth the Weight Guy. And then also his website is WorthTheWeightGuy.com. So uh, go check that out. Follow him. He is fascinating. He's very inspirational. He's an author, he's a motivational speaker, uh, he's an entrepreneur. He just does – man, he was so inspiring to me, so incredible, Uh, really fun to talk to, great guy to listen to. So uh, we're going to jump into that with uh, Jim Dre Westbrook in just a moment. Uh, Let me remind you, uh, we are a part of the State Lions Podcast Network. And If you go to state-lines.com, you'll see a new updated website uh, that we've got out there. You'll see um, all kinds of new articles, new uh, some new uh, podcasts that are on there. Some great things happening on the State Lines website. So uh, go go follow some other people, listen to some other people, read some other people's stuff that are way more, uh, way smarter than I am, and <clears throat> and they will uh, you'll you'll learn a lot from them. There's a lot of entertainment things. I'm sure anything that you love, you can find it on the uh, state lines website so go check that out and uh, again check out uh, as i said it was in las vegas we were doing some laundry projects there a charity that i run uh would love for you to be involved uh and if not with ours uh, get involved in your community on some level with some organization Uh, but if you'd like to check out current initiatives go to engagecurrent.org and you can jump into volunteering for projects donating to projects uh supporting in whatever way that you can so please go do that, and go check out Jim Dre. He is incredible. Uh, oh, let me uh, preface a little bit, too. Uh, we were in a local coffee shop in the downtown area of Las Vegas, uh, so there's a lot of uh, ambient noise. Uh, there's some You can hear some coffee being made in the background. You can hear a few other conversations. There's some construction going on across the street, so you can hear some noise from that. Uh, the sound changes a little bit. As throughout the episode, I'm trying to adjust uh, the sound and the microphone a little bit better. Uh, it's a little bit harder to hear me asking questions at some at a couple points. So uh, you know, crank up the volume a little bit. Uh, be ready, be ready. Apologize in advance for the uh, uh, you know somewhat poor quality of the audio, but uh, but you'll get uh, you'll get clear conversation from him, clear answers from him, and uh, that's part of what I love about the love about the podcast. That um, you know, it's very it's very raw. Uh, it's not overproduced. We don't uh, you know we just sit down and record, have a conversation, and whatever whatever's there is there. Uh, where the conversation goes is where it goes. Whatever uh, noise is there is there. <clears throat> we don't change a whole lot. We try to adjust and make it, make it as good as we can. Um, but uh, uh, I kind of like the realness and rawness uh, of what's going on. So you'll hear a little bit of that stuff in the background. So pay attention, listen close to Jim Dre Westbrook, the worth the wait guy. Take some time, man. Oh, thanks for out. having me, man. I hear a lot of I hear a lot of good things from Jeremy. Jeremy brags on you a good bit, <laughs> so he's a good guy. Man. How did you? Um, well, let me do a quick little intro. Sure. We're in the Beat Coffee, Las Vegas. Uh, unfortunately, this place is closing down in a few it days. Is, man. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, crazy, but we got a little ambient noise in the background, the, the coffee shop vibe going on. And I'm with Jim Dray West, Westbrook, right? Yes, hey, sir. And you are known as the, uh, couple things, wor- <laughs> worth the wait guy, 30-year-old yeah. virgin. Uh-huh. uh I love it, and that's a fascinating story to me, and I want to hear all about that. Sure. I want to hear, hear that. I want to hear, uh, there's no real structure to to my uh, podcast. It's basically where the conversation goes, where the conversation goes. So, yeah. Um, I guess maybe start with that, Like, you know, give a
0: little background on who you are and how you got here in Las Vegas. Sure. Uh, once again, my name is Jim Drake Westbrook, I'm originally from Saginaw, Michigan. I've been in Las Vegas for uh, nine years now. Um, it's been a blessing. Vegas is kind of one of those deals where it wasn't supposed to be the um, a nine-year plan, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought that when I came here, I would probably be here maybe three, four years. I came for business, um, I'm co-owner of Live at Your Own Pace Clothing, um, which stands for uh, Layout for short, and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was 16. I just thought it was the coolest thing on the earth to have your own thing, make it yours, and yeah. quote-unquote not work for anyone. Yeah. Uh, just kind of you know, work as your passion and live off that. So when I got here... Um, I saw right away that it would be different from Michigan. We kind of were just talking about Michigan and how uh, Michigan is very, very different. And Vegas is that. Um, you know, it's been my reality for nine years. And uh, I've loved just about every second of it. I think it was a blessing. Thank think God had a plan for me to come here. And it was for me to... Um, stick with it. Uh, personally, I'm the antithesis of Las Vegas. You just said, you know, yeah. I am worth the weight guy. Right. The 30-year-old virgin and the fact that I've been here for almost a decade and still remain, that has been uh, nothing but a blessing. That's all him. Uh, if I had it my way, I probably would have lost myself within that. Sure. You know, just being around uh, the environment, especially here in Sin City, its it's easy to you know, whatever you want happen but for me you know my passion was always uh, wanting to save myself for marriage because I just thought that that'd be the coolest thing to honor God in that way but then also uh, my future wife uh, my mom had to talk with me around the age of 14 was going to high school and she basically said hey having sex is going to be inevitable you're going to meet girls they're going to be girls your age even older women and it'll probably happen uh, and I knew all of that information But I kind of cut the conversation short Because I told her, hey, you don't have to worry about that Like, I'm going to wait And she thought it was just one of those things where you know, I heard it, you know, maybe in a sermon one day Or learned it right. at vacation Bible school But it wasn't that Like, I actually was like, you know what, I can do it And she's just like, well, you know it's going to be very tough You know, this, that And kind of laid the you know, lamb out But I was like you know, I'll do it. Now I was 14, right. and you know, a little young and naive. But as I got older, and you know, it was getting closer to God, like I thought that, hey, this is the way I want to kind of honor Him. Like this is my, our relationship. And you know, I was faced with a few obstacles, and you know, stare things in the face. And I through that, I said, you know, like I still want to be me. Like I, I can hold out, if you will. And. Uh, I think that he's just kind of always been part of that because, you know, it's been challenging, but, you know, with him, it's been feasible. Like, I felt like, I never felt like, man, it's so much, like, I'm just going to just give it all away. Uh, It has been hard. Uh, You know, I've been in multiple relationships, and I think it's been a blessing to be with women who actually respected what I was trying to do. Now, I'm sure that I lost uh, attraction or lost a chance to be with certain women because they already knew, you know, uh, about my story or then when they found out, they possibly pushed back from it. Uh, But for the most part, I'd say it was an 80-20 relationship where most of the women respect what I'm doing. Uh, Very rarely do I get someone that just knows it isn't for them and, you know, that's it. Uh, But the whole worth the wait guy thing... That wasn't, that was never the plan. Like, it was my plan to, you know, abstain and, you know, uh, walk a celibate life. But to be this figure, uh, that kind of came as a joke, to be honest. Uh, When I, before I turned 30, I said, if I'm still living in Las Vegas, I'm going to go on a reality show like The Bachelor. Actually do my own Bachelor uh, and find her that way. At that point, I've been in a few relationships. Uh, They didn't work. And I said, you know what, like, I felt the dating pool here, I don't want to say it was that bad, but I didn't think it would work out for me that I said, I'm just going to have to be, you know, Ray J, or I'm going to have to be, <laughs> you know, uh, what was it, uh, Brett Michaels, or, you know, I'm going to have to be Flavor flavor and find her that way. Yeah. And in doing that, I found out a few things. Number one, I didn't want to go on TV. Like, that's, I'm not that guy. Like, I could be, you know, put on the face and and talk but like I really don't want to find her that way uh, cause I'm, I'm drama free like reality shows they need some type of drama and I'd be the worst bachelor ever like I'm not gonna fight with the girls I'm not gonna have them fight over me you know if I did a uh, show and I actually wrote about it in the Huffington Post uh, one of my blog posts is that I would probably be the worst bachelor ever because I'd have 25 girls the first night and get rid of probably 20 of them. Like, just like that. So, then I can have five and then really try to get to know those five. Right. They would never let me do that. No, they wouldn't have a show. It wouldn't be a show. Like, it would literally be like five episodes and that's it. So, I know myself and I said, you know, I'm not made for reality TV, at least that type of reality TV. And then in doing that, I came up with that idea and said, well, maybe it's not a reality show. Let me do it my way. And I've always kind of been a self-proclaimed uh, uh, cool nerd, if you will. All right. uh, I think I'm a smart guy. Um, and I've always kind of, you know, you know, been, like I said, not a nerd nerd, but at least a cool nerd. You know, i student council president in high school. Listen you're too good looking to be a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, like I said, you know, I, I like learning. You know, my And it really comes from my parents because Both of my parents are uh, semi-retired college professors at the community college where we're from in Saginaw, Michigan. So that's kind of where that nerd thing comes from. And then you know I played sports, so I always you know could connect the two. But I said, you know what? I was always a writer, and I said, well, let me kind of become a blogger. That was something I never tried. Like all throughout high school and college, like I enjoyed writing, writing papers. Like I liked that kind of thing. So I said. Let me you know, tell my story as Worth the way Guy, the thirty-two, the 30-year-old 30 version at that time. So I did it. I pitched the idea to a couple people, and everybody liked it. They thought that, man, you actually might have something. So I created this to celebrate my 30th birthday. Uh, here in Vegas, I actually work in the party scene. So I'm not a partier. I, I do that for a living, and I didn't want to do that. So I said, let me honor... Turner 30 by just coming up with this blog. Came up with the blog, did a spoof video of myself. I uh, act as if I was living in the high rises, which I don't. Uh, I got my like shirt off and I'm boxing, I'm doing all this crazy stuff. I go home, I leave home, come back. My homeboys have uh, a surprise birthday party. They have this gag cake, and it's a gag cake of a big butt like a huge, like you know, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> right. J Lo type of but and it says worth the wait guy you know i get close to it they put my face in it so now i have cake and everything and i did that just to show people i'm a real person like i'm not yeah. this alien who just dropped from outer space who you know is asexual or just doesn't know you know right from wrong like you know i'm a real dude right so i just wanted to show people basically live at your own pace you know, do what makes you happy. If I'm bold enough to tell the world that, hey, I'm this 30-year-old virgin, and I'm happy, I'm content, and I'm living life at my own pace, whatever crazy thing you're doing in life, you can go do that too. And it was liberating because I did it for self, but the what really happened is as I started writing more and getting more traction, I saw what it was doing with other people. So then... It became bigger than myself. You know, I just thought it was something I was doing to just turn 30 and you know honor my relationship with God. But I saw the connection that everybody was drawn from it. So now I really saw like a purpose and I saw that I had a movement, a foundation. And I've been blessed to, it's literally changed my life. Like I've been, you know, blessed to be on Steve Harvey show, covered from Essence, Black Enterprise, Ebony Jet. Like I said, I write for the Huffington Post once yeah. a month, which I need to do that like this week, <laughs> so I could keep that up, and just so many other things. Even you know, it's bringing us to here together. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I've just been very, very humbled by it because that was not the plan. Like I, I'm a futuristic type of guy, yeah. but I didn't see that when I did the blog. When I first did the blog post, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good idea, but for where I'm at right now in year two, I didn't see. Any of this coming, in Wow, mm-hmm.
1: so that's kind of the worth the wait part. Just
0: started as a blog post, yep, mm-hmm. and it kind of blew up, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I eventually thought it would blow up. Um, I thought it possibly would take me five years to get where I'm at right now in year two, yeah. Uh, you know, I just did a revamp of the website the top of well, last year around this time, and like I said, you know, just you know. It's, it's almost becoming, it's so funny that we're here at the beat. I was coming down here, let's just say, I don't know, six months ago, uh, one of my friends was having an event at where we, we were trying to go to Inspire. I'm literally walking down this street about to go to Inspire, and somebody shouts out on my right, yo, that's the Worth the weight guy, dude. And it, I had to stop and kind of, like, wait a minute. Because it what's even funnier than that, someone asked me earlier that week, oh, you're a celebrity. Everybody knows you. Do people recognize you? And I'm like, I'm a nobody. That's always my response. Like, yeah, don't yeah. they don't know who I am. Yeah. Literally the same week, somebody stopped me. It was like, yo, I follow you. I know everything that you do. Like, you know, keep wow. keep going. And from there, I, it freaked me out because I'm like, Someone just asked me this, and that was probably the first time that I've seen that publicly since I've done uh, the blog. Where somebody was like, "Man, like I actually know who you are. I follow your stuff. Keep going. Like you, you've inspired me. Like it was very, very humbling. Uh, so yeah, man. Like it's crazy how it's you know taken a life of its own and it's created you know really a whole another thing. Like, like I said, I was, I was just a blogger. From that, now I'm an author. You know, I came out with a book two months ago that reached uh, Amazon bestseller number one in its category. Uh, And now I'm writing my second book that I just finished last week that's coming out next month. This stuff, I never thought I'd be an author. Like I said, I loved writing, thought blogging was kind of my name, my, my lane now I'm also an author so it's doing all these things that you know my mom talks to me a lot and said you know did you think about this because she knows I'm a planner and I'm like Mm -hmm. no like worth the wait guy wasn't part of my plan at all like I thought it was a good idea that's the one thing I thought I was like I think you know God has something for me I don't really know what that looks like but I'm just gonna take a leap of faith because I didn't know anybody would read my blog posts. Like, honestly, the first year I knew my parents read them because I texted them. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> like, I wrote, I wrote another one. Check it out. But I, I wasn't doing any of the analytics, none of that stuff. You Just go on a couple times a day. And <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it was crazy when I did that Steve Harvey show. That let me know that people are watching. Like, I when I did the Essence article, I got. Three hundred emails in one day. Wow! In one day, and I literally saw them just come in. Like it took me two days straight to answer about ninety-five percent of all those emails. Wow! So th- when that happened, I knew the game changed. Like this is real. Like this, he's taking you somewhere, and you might want to want to follow wherever that is.
1: What were those? Uh, what were those emails like?
0: I'd say, like, out of those emails, like, literally 95% were uh, very supportive. Uh, I didn't.
1: How many of them were proposals?
0: (laughs) Not a lot. I'd say maybe five. I will say there were some. Uh, And people ask me that from time to time. Like, man, you must get a lot of proposals or you might get, like, crazy emails or pictures. Sure, yeah. And, like, I told them and I told everybody, I really don't. I get some, you know, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I, I get some, but I think the majority of people, and it's kind of always been like this for me, and I thank God, is that I I, I I don't attract, like, the crazy, you know, I don't attract, you know, all of that that's out there, I don't know if it's written on my forehead, or I got some type of glow around me, but usually that stuff... Doesn't come my way. Every now, every now and then, you know, I'll get something that I kind of have to deal with. But for the most part, it's very encouraging. It's very positive that people are are for it. And and you know, most of the audience are women, and 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 that's and that's cool. So yeah, it was literally like from six in the morning. I remember the first email I got. I was up crazy early, and it was like like six oh one. Someone in California got that, and literally was like, "bing bing bing bing" like the entire day. So, very, uh, like I said, very one of the, one of the more humbling experiences of my life so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, man, I so I was, I grew up in a in, with
1: the mentality of a okay, as well. and I didn't okay, I made it till. Was it, it was it? Twenty eight, oh, I think. Yeah. It made it pretty pretty far. And there were I went through kind of a myriad of all those things too. Mm-hmm. I ran into a lot of uh, oh he's waiting, so I don't wanna date that
0: guy.
1: Yeah. And I ran into, oh, he's waiting. I'm gonna try to uh-huh. I'm gonna try to turn that. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. And I
1: can only imagine in Las Vegas, especially working in the world, mm-hmm. the much more difficult
0: maybe that is yeah no it is man like you know i i've had all kind of crazy jobs since i've been here like i've, I've worked with at youth i've uh personal trained i've uh done stuff at lululemon you know i've done stuff with tailoring clothes like mm-hmm. everywhere but when i jump in the industry uh here in las vegas like to be around you know uh you around the music, the club scene, you know, it's over 21, so they serve alcohol, and just the simple fact that there are so many women, there's people, but there's so many women there, uh, you know, it's almost like an adult's playground, so you're in the middle of that all the time. Uh, it can be wear and tear on you, is that, you know, for you to try to walk that line, but it's, it's everywhere. Uh, for me, it, it, it was tough because, you know, you may have, uh, you know, you're there to do a job, but everyone else is trying to have fun, so they you know, all these opportunities are kind of in your face, literally, yeah. every single day, uh, and you just have to, you know, remain really, really strong and prayed up, you know, because, you know, at any given time, you know that temptation may seem that it is too much, or it is something you really, really, really want. But uh, for me, it's just kind of staying focused. You know, staying on that path. That you know, I was there for work and really wasn't there for play. You know, and miss all of the you know uh, offers that you may get. It's like like I'm not here for that. You know. Uh, so, you know, well, I, what I can say for that industry, it changed my life because. I had the opportunity to make money to put towards work the Way God, to put towards Layout. Uh, my sister's a recording artist to help her in her career. So without that industry and without the job that I've had for now three years, like I don't know where I would be. You know, like It really has helped uh, me and my lifestyle. And um, I'll never forget Las Vegas for that. And I'm so happy because I'm, at the very tail end of that. I literally only have like five more shifts and then I'm out. Like I'm out the game, you know, I always I tell everybody this is my Kobe Bryant tour. Like, <laughs> you know, hang up, you know, my busser shoes and my buster uniform and
1: yeah.
0: you know I'm I'm in the Hall of Fame and you know I, I can now focus on everything that really means a lot to me. Yeah. Everything's been kind of 50-50. And I've been productive, but I'm waiting for that opportunity where it's 100%, you know, on me, mm-hmm. all the entrepreneurial things that I do. It's like, this is what I do. Like I'm an entrepreneur 100% of the time. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yes, yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit because my so this podcast will full, be going. It's all about people that are doing, chasing their dream, doing mm-hmm. things they love, doing things that um, at least I consider to be out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Like they're you know they're beating the odds, which obviously with being um, you know that mantle that you have of like the real version, that's uh, that's one of them. But also because you're like you said, you're an entrepreneur. You're, mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people don't know about Las Vegas. Everyone thinks. It's the strip, since yeah. yep. that's what everyone yep. around knows it about. Yep. But there out you get outside of that, there's there's natural city, there's life, mm-hmm. there's people mm-hmm. that live here, we're yep. downtown, and this is a whole a culture of its own away from that. Oh yeah. And so you you started a clothing yes business, right? Mm-hmm. It's at the container park, you have a store here. Yes, sir. Yeah, talk tell me a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So with uh layout, which stands for live at your own pace, it's something that I've been involved with for now eleven years. Oh, okay. Uh, A buddy of mine, uh, by the name of Andre Thomas, Dre T., he started this clothing company uh, 17 years ago. Uh, Back in the day in Saginaw, Michigan, uh, he actually started in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, We all went to U of M. Uh, Go Blue. But uh, while he was at Michigan, uh, it was actually called Simple and Plain. And Simple and Plain... um, it was one of those clothing lines when it hit, like I knew its potential right away. Like I saw how special it was. I saw the cult following that they created. Cause I was a little younger than Dre and uh his crew. So when I got to Michigan, like I just wanted to kind of just hang around and wear the clothes. Uh since 16 I've always wanted to become an entrepreneur. Like I saw people like Russell Simmons, Jay-Z, Puck Daddy these guys, they looked like me, they talked like me, they were from similar backgrounds and they did it, like they made it, they were making it happen and it was so inspiring that I said like, if they could do it, I could do it, you know what I mean? I don't necessarily know how it's going to happen but like I want to do what they want to do so you know, you could probably imagine me at 16 having that type of conversation with my college educated, college professor parents, Uh that didn't really work out, you know, they at that time you know almost practically laughed at me because it's like you don't want to become an entrepreneur you don't want to be broke you don't want to be homeless you don't you know like saying all of these things basically giving me the real that if you go down that route these are some of the things that could potentially happen yeah you know are you really ready for that so you know i thought about it but i knew at 16 like yo I want to do that. Like, I want my own clothing line. Like, my dad was fashionable, still is, and I just, the clothing line aspect just seemed cool to just make something like yours. And this was, you know, even before, I think, FUBU. Well, it was a little after FUBU, but it was like, yo, like, those cats did it. I can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, fast forward back to the story. Dre was doing it, so when I got to Michigan, I said, hey, I just want to learn from you. If I can learn from you, one day I can make my own stuff. So, like, I never thought I would be 11 years in the game with Layout. You know, like, I have two Layout tattoos, like, and then actually the same. That's real, when you get
1: the tattoo. Yeah, you know, when, yeah, yeah, so
0: I have two of them. My license plate says Layout. So, when I came on board, I just wanted to learn. You know, I was the company's first intern. And from there, like, I just kept moving up, moving up, moving up. And then I I let Dre know. I said, yo, man, you got something bigger than just the Simple and Plain thing, like, that live at your own pace. Like, this is like a movement, man. Like, that speaks to people. And as we kept working on it, we actually changed the name from Simple and Plain to Layout, which stands for live at your own pace. And then we got to a point where we said, well, if we want to make it big, we got to leave Michigan. We love Michigan, but there's a glass ceiling. We're only going to get so far. And at that point, we were basically superstars when it came to Michigan. So we said we got to go east or west, New York or L.A., but they're expensive, like very expensive. So it was like, ah, we can't afford that, you know. So we thought about Chicago, thought about Miami, thought about Atlanta. Dre and I both wanted to do Atlanta personally because it's just a fun city. A lot of my best friends went to Morehouse, Spelman, like, Atlanta still is a hub, especially when it comes to black businesses. Like It's like Mm -hmm. the mecca. Mm -hmm. So it just made sense. However, Atlanta was very saturated. So it was like, well, maybe we shouldn't go there. So someone as a joke said, hey, why not Vegas? We're always there for the Magic Convention show, which is the second largest trade show, fashion trade show in uh, the U.S. uh, Actually, the world. And then it's close to Cali. Like, it's right there. Maybe we're going to go to L.A. So when we said, yo, let's just, it's going to be Vegas, two weeks, I left. Wow. Two weeks. No car, no job. No, I did not. I was 23, the youngest in the company, and I just felt I had to be that one to say, hey, I want to make a sacrifice for us. If we want to go, if we ever want to leave this place, we got to go now. And that's just kind of how I felt. It literally was two weeks from the day we said we're, we're going to do Vegas. Everybody kind of was like, dude, like, slow down. I'm like, dog, we have to go now. Like, I'm telling you, booked my plane ticket, trying to sell my car at the time. Was like, hey, man, like, we have to go. And uh, yeah, I packed two bags, packed two boxes, had a $1,000 and left said a couple prayers and you know had enough faith to say you know i feel that he he has me and he he will have me and whatever is going to happen you know like i'll be okay and on my first day probably one of the best days ever in las vegas out of my nine years i met someone who basically played a integral part of layout being who we are now Um, on day one i went to a party I was at the Palms, he was hosting it. I put my card, my business card, in a, probably at least a thousand people in one card. They did a drawing at the end of the night. I was the first person caught of that drawing. And everybody tells me, like, really? And I was like, yeah. So I won, you know, I got a chance to meet him, his homeboys. And they were basically, they remind me almost of some, like, casino Goodfellas stuff. Like, they were those guys. Not mafia guys, but, like, you could tell just from the presence. Like, everybody wanted to be them. Everybody knew them. I got connected with them. they showed me their Vegas. So I knew a whole nother Vegas, almost like Goodfellas, where we're walking through kitchens and things like Stuff I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. Like I don't know anything about any of this stuff, but they treated me like one of their own and I became one of them. And I kept going to his parties and I kept winning the drawings. I won four prizes in a row, four months in a row. It got so bad he was like, Dre, like I'm not Yeah, don't put it in there. Because if I if I see it and pull it out, I'm not doing that. And everybody's like, man, you should have hit the lotto. You should have been, you know, sport betting. You should have been, like, you were lucky. And I was like, that's true. But the reason I think I kept winning is because my business card was black at the time. Most cards are white, and I think he just always looked for the, you know, oh, that's a black one, and it was always mine. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, man, like, Vegas just, it happened for us, and then we kind of had to rebrand ourselves because we, back home in Michigan, you know, it was colder, so heavier T-shirts, different printing techniques. We kind of learned the ways of the West Coast here in Vegas. And um, that same guy opened up a clothing store. Opened up a clothing store in uh, 2010 inside the Cosmo. Mm -hmm. It was a brand new hotel at the time. He was going to make the grand opening. And he asked me, what was I doing at the time? I was working with At-Risk Youth. And wanted to change up. I was getting a little burnt out. And he said, well, hey, man, like, I want to help lay out. Maybe eventually you guys can get in my store. But he had a position open for his operations manager. And he was like, look, man, like, at this time, he's like, I don't even really know your background other than I know we're cool. But you're the only person I trust with my money in this whole town. Now, this is a millionaire talking, not just a guy that's got a couple of dollars, like certified millionaire. And at that moment, I was like, I'm in. Like, in my heart, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm even ready for a position like this. But for you, what you just said, I'm in. And for that This is what this tattoo is all about The four X's That's their symbol And I remember when I got it He's like, dude, you're crazy. And I was like, dude, you can fire me tomorrow. I'll be fine because this tells the story. Like, this is a big part of, you know, who I am in Las Vegas and what layoff is. So from there, we got layoff in the store. We became top designers in 2012. We were featured in Vegas Rated. And that kind of was, you know, a mountain that we finally, you know, reached that peak. And was part of the reasons why we now have a store in Downtown Container Park because we acquired a new business partner uh two years ago by the name of greg Hurd, and after he heard our story he already knew me because i actually when i was uh, i will not say stranded but when i had to find some place to live uh his younger brother who's one of my best friends um I stayed with him. So he's seen layout for years because his brother would always wear our shirts. So when his brother got married, we were all in Miami. And that's when I pitched him the idea of what layout it was, what we represented, you know, what we've done over the years. And from that conversation, we now have that story so it's been very very uh very cool to see the natural progression of layout uh what it was back in the day what it was before greg what it is now with me greg and dre t um to now finally physically see that store it's everything uh dre that's always been it's his baby it's always been his dream it's actually was his mother's dream to have a store so for us to have a store and have other people literally come in from all walks of life from different, you know, countries all that stuff and appreciate what we do as a company it's everything, man, because you know, we like to say that living at your own pace is for anyone you know, it's relatable for real people, like you want to do what you want to do and from the fashion standpoint we want to make clothing remarkable again, where it stands for something it's just not a t- Shirt. Right. It's just not a hack It really means something to you And that's what we're doing over at Live at Your Own Pace And it's uh, It's the coolest thing man to really see Like I've been doing this for 11 years Now and we finally Reach you know um, That peak where we have our own Store and we bet on ourselves basically Right yeah a lot of you know as being an Entrepreneur you're almost seem like you're Begging people to always do right. something Like help me you know I'm doing this I'm doing that but like, to have people actually come and support and dig it and understand what we're doing, you know, that's that's everything, man. Yeah, that's amazing. I know people might say, I love you're lucky when they make them
1: just think about you. Right? I have a feeling for you, because that sounds like you're a person of faith. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You see
1: it in the larger context. Yep. It's not, you were lucky. If you were right. a gamble, <laughs> that, was, that was God saying, yeah. this is, I'm just... I'm putting that next step. Yep. yep. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, very, that's, I think, the lost art of entrepreneurial stuff is that um, is is wait, yep. is that patience? Mm-hmm. Is I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, and when it happens, it happens. Yeah. People, I think our world is so consumed with. Overnight successes that yep. we wanted to happen right, right now, now, and people eventually give up
0: because it didn't yep. happen as fast
1: as they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's amazing, man. So, yeah. so your plan—you um, have the store here, mm-hmm. fairly new, right?
0: Yes, um, like six, seven weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Like we're there. Yeah, we're like new, new. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
1: So, um, are you are you planning a person? You're gonna be here for the long haul.
0: I, yeah, I think we'll be in Vegas for the long haul. Uh, personally, I don't know if... I think I'll always have something here. That was one of the coolest things. I remember the first year, I Always, I even then had the feeling of, man... I wonder how it's going to feel to visit Vegas when I don't live here anymore. You know, like, I even then, like, I was enjoying myself, you know, hanging out. But it's like, I would love to, like, just come back to see, you know, almost where we're at. Kind of like now where it's like, yeah, I live there, but, like, I don't live there, like, every single day type thing. I think right now for us to get what we want to get to... Uh, it's going to take a lot of work and for us to be right here. Uh, now that we're here downtown, I'm actually moving downtown Vegas next month. Okay. So I'll be literally within steps of the store. I think that's going to help because we have a great opportunity being right here in downtown. You spoke about it. Like, There's a lot of things going on right here. It's a great culture, and now we're a part of that. So I think as we're a part of that, as more people know, you know, uh, we almost become synonymous with downtown Las Vegas, then I think you'll probably see us move towards the Strip and try to maybe get a second (laughs) store here in Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip maybe in like a year or two. Uh, but I think, you know, the the, uh, the long-term plan when it comes to having stores is to almost have stores in almost every tourist attraction, town. So have a store, you know, maybe somewhere in Miami, you know, in Florida. Have a store in San Francisco, somewhere in L.A., Chicago, all these destinations because, like I said, you can live at your own pace wherever, you know. Like, you can live at your own pace on the moon, you know, so we can have a store where people go. I think ideally that's what we want to you know do and it all starts at uh, 2320 that's our suite number so we refer to the store as 2320 you know if we can do that then I think we're doing something like we want to be in other retailers of course but if we can have our own stores in those type of cities and like I said maybe in 10 years have like 10 to 15 stores then we're doing something right
1: what's the uh I always thought I, I understand the what pace exactly. what's the what's the, what's the heart of that for you for people, what do you want people to walk
0: with I think with that is I think I want people to walk away with the confidence and knowing that they can do it it's attainable I think when you know people say oh it it would be nice to live at your own pace mm-hmm. yeah but you can do it do it mm-hmm. I think a lot of people you know don't take that first step of that, you know, you have to take that leap of faith. You have to really believe inside your heart that whatever this thing is you want to do, you can do it. And we want people, we want to motivate them, we want to inspire them to actually do it. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Like, actually live at your own pace. Do the things that makes you happy. So I think the heart starts with just, you know, knowing, having that confidence you know, like letting yourself know that you can do it and then at the same time it doesn't mean that it's just you, like we want to create that community aspect where if you need that help, you know it's okay to ask somebody Mm -hmm. for that help, it's okay to team up and partner with somebody to achieve your dreams, but I definitely think that it starts with having you know, that confidence in yourself that, you know whatever that thing is, like you can overcome it, you can accomplish it, you can conquer it. I think just a lot of people don't have that self-belief in themselves that, you know, oh, it's going to be hard or it's going to take time or I have a family or I have, you know, they kind of want to start making these excuses or these, you know, these things where it's like, well, it would be nice. Well, I mean, that's true, but the only way it's going to happen is if you, Push forward, you take that initial step to say, You know what? I'm gonna make a difference, like, I'm gonna actually do it. And that's what we want to show people is that you know, like, you know, that's what living is like, you have to put forth that effort. You know, like I said, I believe you take one step, God will take ten, and from that, it's just simple math. You take ten, it'll take even more. So, you, you put that out there, that energy out there. I definitely think that that's, that that's the heart and soul of layout. You know, having that confidence, but then having that hustle, having that grind that makes all of that stuff happen. Like, you just gotta start. Take the one step, then you kind of figure some stuff out. But, you know, definitely hustling, definitely the grind. Uh, and then at the end of the day, all of that stuff will create a power move you know, for you in your life, and uh, I think that, that that's the heart of, you know, layoff. What
1: do you think it is for people that, uh, like, like you said, they they just don't, they don't have that confidence and don't have that start? You hear people all the time, I, read, I get frustrated with this, I read, uh, you know, uh, advice business experts mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and they'll always say, you know, anyone can start something but right. nobody you know, finishing is the hard yep. part. And I know I don't I don't think that's true. I don't think that anybody can start something. Right. And technically you can. Right. But most people don't. Right. Why do you what do you think that is?
0: I think it's, you know, to a point you mentioned earlier where it, it I think it's the waiting game. I like I really do think, you know, a lot of people would do things but it's not gonna happen just like that. Like, it's gonna take this, it's gonna take that. You don't know when you're gonna get paid or when you're gonna do this or do that. I just feel a lot of people don't even wanna do it because, you know, they play these mind games or they're thinking too practical or, you know, too thought out where, you know, uh, you know, I'm I don't wanna miss a mail, you know what I mean? Or I don't wanna feel like, you know, I'm in a bind because I have this money put here and You know, I think it's all of that because it's a a scary situation. It's not an idea to the point where, you know, you have, uh, you know, when your money's always coming in, at least initially when you're setting stuff up. Like, you necessarily don't know when you're going to sell a t shirt or, you know, you're going to sell a painting or, you know, (laughs) someone's going to buy your music. You don't know all of these things. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't even want to give themselves that opportunity to start something because it's just like, you know, there's so much unknown. Like, you just don't know. Nothing's guaranteed. Like, when you're an entrepreneur, literally, nothing is guaranteed. Like, it's all chance. Like, you're really praying and hoping and wishing that this stuff works out, but like, nothing is guaranteed. So, I think that's... The
1: only guarantee is you're going to spend your own money. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 right.
0: Other than that, like, all the success... And I think people, I don't, I don't think that sets well with a lot of people. Where it's like I'm jumping in a thing or jumping in a game, where like the win is not guaranteed. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think for me that's the maybe a little bit of the difference. Yeah, help, help. Not focusing on success per se, but mm-hmm. focusing on this is the thing that I love, yep. and I want to do that. And mm-hmm. if it becomes successful. Great. Right. Like I, I see that with your story of you worth the wait. Mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily wasn't necessarily like I'm gonna be right gonna do the rest of my life kind of thing. Right. It was just you started down there. This is what I believe in. And this is where you are. Yep. It's been, it's been successful. Yep. For you. Oh yeah. And that and that's awesome. I mean that's crazy incredible. What are some misnomers about? We're going you go here in a minute, you gotta go. What are some misnomers about you or your, you know, whether being being a virgin, or clothing, and all that kind of stuff that you run into, or that you find that people
0: have? Um, probably some of the biggest ones are, I think people probably, uh, you know, they don't think that, you know, like that I'm a real person. Uh, And one, they don't believe it. You know, that's just straight off. Like, they just don't believe it. Like, something has to be wrong with me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, That's the thing. Like, I rarely read, like, the press clippings. But initially, like, because you're so, you know, I don't know what the word is, but, like, I'm just shocked that, you know, all this coverage is on me. That, you know, a few of the things. I remember when Essence, when I got the 300 emails, like this thing was shared like over 60,000 times. Like, it was crazy. It was one of the most shared stories they did that year. And, you know, since it got so many comments, like, I'm kind of reading and, you know, kind of tracking my percentage rate, and that's why I was shocked that there was more love than hate. And seeing some of the comments that, you know, most comment number one was other than, oh, you know, praise God, you know, praise the Lord, keep going. People he's lying you know what i mean you know like he's lying or you know he's got mama issues or you know he's too close to the women in his family or he's gay you know like that would be something was wrong with me so i think when people you know hear the story you know worked the way guy 32 year old virgin now it's kind of like well something's got to be up like he's 32 he's single why he ain't married, Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, the woman that has everything, and you know, what's wrong with her, and you, you know, it's easy to go there, but, you know, I feel at times, and especially for my story, it's not, you know, for lack of trying, like I've tried, and then I just feel that, you know, what God has for me, is for me, and it wasn't any of that stuff, you know, so... Nothing's wrong with me. Like I'm, I'm as you know, human as anybody else. I'm not perfect, you uh, know. But I think, I think a lot of people are like, you know, they don't believe the story. And if they do believe the story, they think that you know, um, I must be, you know, uh, well, he's probably thinks he's this and he probably thinks he's that. And I got to be like, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. Sag nasty, as we call it. <laughs> like, so if you know anything about that, like, like dude, I do, I. I'm just a guy from the crib, man. Like, I'm no different than anybody else. Come from a good home. And, I, you know, I I thank my parents because, you know, who I am now, I've always been this way. And that's, you know, because of them. Like, I feel that they raised me and my younger sister the right way. And I'm just, you know, I'm just a regular person, man. So I think those are kind of the things that, you know, because I have a status and because I've been on Steve Harvey and done this or that, that, you know, I'm going to be a jerk. And, you know, it's I'm too blessed to be a jerk, man Because all of this can be taken away just like that And, you know, I could be here today Going tomorrow uh, But, you know, just through the graces of God You know, I'm blessed to be right here And hopefully that I can continue to keep Doing my thing uh, As high as I can go Uh, Those are probably the only The the two biggest ones I think that people Have out there about me Uh, Other than that Yeah, those those are probably That's probably, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I read a I read a quote. I think I'm not gonna get it right, but something the fact that basically they gas when you when you do the thing that you love and you go after that and you start creating that uh, people that dislike you, it's almost like you become the face of their failure in a sense because they did not do the thing that they know. Mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that angers them. So they right. you know are yep, yep. gonna attack that yeah. because mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring you back down to my level yep. because I didn't do it. Yep. Uh, that's a, that's amazing. That's so great though that you've got a lot of encouragement and uh, and, uh, and support in that
0: yeah it's 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 been amazing like i said it's been truly a blessing uh you know when people uh find my facebook or my instagram uh, in particular and start liking things i think another thing when people are shocked i actually respond to that stuff so you know they go in there and they like five to ten you know in a row like i'll personally dm them and say you know you know thanks for the support you know peace and blessings and like they'll freak out it's like I didn't expect anything from you, which I I get it. But, you know, like I said, like, it's actually me. It's not my publicist or anyone else working it. I see it and, you know, I I respond in that way. Uh, But, no, it's because those people don't have to reach out. Those people don't have to say anything. So, uh, you know, I'm very, very appreciative and blessed to have someone, you know, Listen, someone, uh, be receptive to what you know. I stand for, and uh, you know that that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's awesome. Well, I know you got to go, and here, in a minute I got one last question sure. for you. Um, I was in the podcast with two questions: one huh. final question to you, and then one question to the audience on the way out. Um, that question to you is: Do you do you believe or feel that? Uh, Every person has the capacity to, or the ability to boldly go chase their dream, in in your words, live at their own pace, uh, do the thing that they are passionate about. I do. I believe that
0: everyone can, uh, you know, boldly chase their dreams, uh, live at their own pace. Uh, I think it's inside all of us. Uh, I feel that uh, it's. Rather, if that person wants to, I guess, tap into that. Um, I feel if you have a heartbeat, you know, and you have a dream, you can make that happen. Uh, But I think a lot of times uh, those dreams and those things you see in front of the mirror, they may scare you, you know. Uh, I remember, I think even my mom, uh, before she had me and my sister and got married to my dad, I think she had, you know, big dreams to. I think maybe go to business school or something like that, and to do something in business. But she didn't. Um, even my pops, you know, uh, my dad was a really good baseball player. Uh, he could play all sports, but he excelled in baseball. The one sport I sucked at, like I hate, I hated baseball. You know, like I could play every other sport, but like I just couldn't play baseball. But he was good enough to probably pursue that career was one of his dreams. And I think he gave up on it because he got, um, I won't say distracted, but he got discouraged by someone. And I just feel that all of us, whatever that dream is, we have that, you know, but something along the way happens. And I think in a lot of times it, it affects us negatively. Um, and I think we all have that capability. And even when... You may get affected by negatively. Like I think it's not over still. If you still believe in it, uh, I really just feel that you it can happen. You know, case in point with layout, we've been down and t- taking some L's in the years. There's been a lot of people that started. And they're not with us anymore. I could have gave up on layoff years ago, you know. Like, like you said, we, oh, the waiting game, Like it's been over a decade. And some people probably wouldn't even made it to year two, three, four, five. But I just always knew that we had something special. So I just feel everybody has something special. We're all here to do great things. I don't think anybody's here on planet just to be average, just to be mediocre. Like, we all have a special talent. And I think if we hone in on that and have some patience, then we we'll all will see that greatness that's inside of us. That's
1: great. Yeah. Great
0: answer.
1: Man. Yeah, that's, I, I agree. So uh, to finish it out, question to the audience. Um, you've heard a story. You've heard about Gendry. Um, hopefully it's inspiring to you. Hopefully it's encouraging to you. And my question to you as the audience is, what can you do today, this week, this month? What's the one thing that you can do to start Boldly going, or in the words of Jim Dray, to start living at your own pace. Because um, I think you can do it. I think uh, if you if you uh, believe in yourself and have some faith, you can you can do it. You don't have to accomplish everything right out of the gate, but what's the one step you can take this week? So start doing that. Uh, follow follow his example. Find some inspiration in Jim Dray and. Uh, Dude, thanks for thanks for being oh, on the
0: podcast, man. I'm gonna have thank to you, Jack. Oh yeah, yeah let's make so it happen. <laughs> I can talk to you, that I can talk
1: to you about uh, and uh, I'm gonna stop by the store. Okay, I'm cool.
0: Pop in there. Cool. I'll be I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> I know, you're so uh, man, thanks so much. Thanks for doing, thank you. You're awesome.
1: Appreciate it. Boss, everybody's done.